The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 67. Yes, the end of 2016 episode. But first, of course, we've got to say goodbye to Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia to all of us who remember her from Star Wars, of course. Uh, the uh, rather uh, super cultural phenomenon that Star Wars was. And a lot of times I, I put it in the context of that uh, our parents' generation's big moment of and culture and stuff would have been rock and roll and like the Beatles uh, and how what a big uh, phenomenon that was. And so the only thing that comes close to that for uh, my generation would be Star Wars. I'd never seen anything like that before. And of course, Star Wars was probably the biggest of the 70s movies. Uh, there was quite a few. There was Jaws and uh, The Godfather and uh, Close Encounters and movies like that that really created the modern blockbuster uh, idea of movies. And uh, but Star Wars uh, really broke quite a few molds there, and you know special effects, of course, and what have you. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Carrie Fisher played uh, Princess Leia, and Princess Leia, you know, there's a lot of this, you know, the feminist people counter as one of their icons, and I suppose you would, in the sense that uh, yes, she is the princess that gets rescued by the heroes, but she's pretty much the feisty leader of the rebellion there and she fights her own way through so there was those uh the characteristics for the character so you know uh a little groundbreaking there too i suppose um but uh yeah it's 60 uh still pretty young in a way to uh die like that suddenly you know but uh but uh, she was uh, brutally honest about herself. She uh, she was an accomplished author, and a lot of those stories were autobiographical, and uh, pretty much let it be known that uh, yeah, she uh, she had a drug and drinking problem, and I guess over time that does take its toll, even when you beat it. So uh, maybe that had something to do with that. I don't know. But nevertheless, uh, from heart from a heart attack, and uh, the worst place to have a heart attack, of course, on an airplane, which she did, and uh, they just couldn't save her. It's it's, it's sad. Um, she will appear in the forthcoming uh, Star Wars film, and I guess they'll have to try to rewrite the story if she was supposed to be in the next one after that one. I don't know. But nevertheless, uh, that'll be the last performance of uh, Miss Fisher. And then, uh, in a way, not surprisingly, her mother passed away a day later, which uh, you're never supposed to bury your, your child. And uh, you can understand how hard that would be and the stress of an 84-year-old woman having to deal with that. And it, it just was too much for her. And uh, it's really horrible for the surviving family members, but it's certainly, I got to say, not, not unexpected. Because a lot of times that does happen. Some people will pass away right at the funeral of a loved one, you know. And uh, it's just it's just too much. So, uh, Princess Leia was one of those characters, and Carrie Fisher, one of those women, that... Uh, uh, helped young boys like me discover we were heterosexuals <laughs> so, along with her and Yvonne Craig of the Batman show and Linda Carter of Wonder Woman and uh, Jacqueline Smith yeah those were the ladies that helped me know that and no I won't apologize for that because yes she was a beautiful creature and the only thing that upsets me about Steve Martin's tweet was that he deleted it he shouldn't have because he's people who gave him crap for that uh, mind your own business uh, there's nothing wrong with that she, uh, and she was beautiful and she was very talented, and she was funny. Uh, you know, you can watch her uh, her one-man show, uh, one-man, <laughs> one-woman show she did, and uh, you can see the other talents that uh, she had. And uh, she was well-known as a, a script doctor. You know, she polished up scripts that were having trouble, and she did a lot of that, and she was one of the go-to people that Hollywood had. And there were stories that she worked on the prequels, but uh, that's not her fault. I mean, nobody, I don't care how talented you are, no one can polish a turd. So, a multi-talented gal and a big star in in my mind. And uh, so, uh, God bless and rest in peace, Carrie Fisher and, and Debbie Reynolds, another big star. You will be missed. All right. Uh, terrible way to uh, end the year, of course. 
Uh, but uh, it was a weird, bizarre year. Uh, I'll probably uh, do a review of that uh, next week because uh, it's not quite over. Remember, something can still happen. <laughs> this is the last day, but uh, uh, something could happen after I've finished taping this. And then there, there I'll be. So uh, I, I think I got some ideas for a year in review come uh, uh, next week. Uh, unless I change my mind, which I might. Uh, anyway, I do have a new night-night story for you, so that'll be coming up shortly. And then uh, another classic radio episode will be the last of this month. It's another episode of The Shadow and the Man Who Murdered Time. Uh, it's actually a New Year's story, so it's appropriate. So I'll take a short break at this moment in time and remind you of our good friends at TweakedAudio.com and of some other things you might want to... Uh, spend some green on, and then we'll come back with a brand new episode of Night Night. Yeah, the final Night Night of 2016, but it's not the final Night Night of its uh, early years storyline. Uh, there's actually another chapter coming. So uh, this one will be chapter three. So anyway, a new episode after this. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do. And you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to TweakedAudio.com and use discount code MrNelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's MrNelson. M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's TweakedAudio.com. How come everybody always says, you might catch a cold? Isn't it more accurate that the cold catches you? <laughs> I don't know, I was just wondering. Anyway, here's a little short film on colds. It's filled with runny noses, coughs, sore throats, and all the stuff we all love about the common cold. Now, if you get sick after watching this one, don't blame me. I just told you that this film is all about getting sick. <laughs> Warning, the Surgeon General is not amused about this short film. Yes, when you want to see films like this and others with my witty commentary and clever little sound effects, <laughs> you need only head over to selfie.com slash Nelson. That's S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash Nelson. N-E-I-L-S-I-N. It's just that simple. And you can look up this particular new film called Nelson Riffs Sniffles and Sneezes. <laughs> there you you can see the trailer and simply download for a mere 90 cents. Oh my goodness. Can it be true? Yes. Yes, it is. So head over to selfie.com slash Nelson and get cracking on those clever little films with me. Yes. Uh, this is Bubo from Night Night. Uh, and you're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show. <laughs> In our last episode, Night Knight found himself trapped inside a burning building at the Carbuncle Chemical Facility. The building, which happens to be loaded with toxic chemicals, continues to burn out of control. But outside are trigger-happy crooked cops. They've got him surrounded and outnumbered. So... Night night is well jolly well screwed. High above the burning remains of the carbuncle chemical building stands a neighboring building upon which stands Detective Charles Whitman and Sergeant Sarah Essence. As they survey the scene, they watch police helicopters do the same. 
Uh, Commissioner, the fire is starting to spread. Shouldn't we call in the fire department? Hell no! Not until you're sure Night Nut is gone! Uh, sir, I, I think it's Night Night. Yeah, I know. They're hardly putting up an effort to put out that fire. Yeah, they're trying to smoke Night Night out. Never mind the poisonous gases there. P- poisonous gas? Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> And then, about an hour later, as SWAT team members patrol the ruins of Carbuncle Chemical... Hey! Over here! Found it! Alright, Night-Night, you're under arrest for the destruction of the Carbuncle Chemical facility. Me? (laughs) You fools in blue did all of this! Yeah, well... Take that! We know what's in that bomb, but, well, who cares? Oh no! It must have been my my itching bomb. Oh, oh God, it itches! Itches! Good Lord, it's affecting everyone. Wow, I never knew how powerful it was. Hmm. Come to think of it, I've never tested it to see what all the effects are or how long they could last. Oh well. Anyway, now's my chance to escape. God damn! God, that gas itches! What? Wait! Look! Night Night's getting away! This is official night-night business. I need you to get out of this van. <laughs> Up yours, man. This is an ambulance. I don't have time for this. This dose of nighty-night gas will take care of you. Ah! Stop right there, night-night. You're under arrest. Get away, you old fool. No way, night-night. No, you idiots. Get out of the way. You're, you're covering up the wheel. Oh. Stop the van. In their struggle with Night-Night, Wet One and Essence fall inside the back of the ambulance as Night-Night floors it onto the street. Can't you two idiots see that we're on the same side? I see that you're crazy. Oh no! Night-Night, pull over! There's a patient inside this ambulance! Nobody tells me what to do, lady. Nobody! Now, shut up! Oh, oh God. My itchy gas is still going strong. But must it lose my concentration? Ah! Uh. Can't stand this itching! Oh. Charles, quick! Take off your clothing! <laughs> what? Sarah, this is hard at the time! No, stupid! The itching chemical is soaking our clothing! Oh, yeah. And soon, once Wet One and Essence have stripped down to their undies. Alright, Night Night! Stop! I said stop! At that, Night Night, going crazy with itching, slams on the brakes, unintentionally resulting in Wet One, Essence, and the patient getting flung outside. After which, the ambulance roars back to life and speeds away while Wet One and Essence find themselves on top of the stretcher with a bewildered patient awakening to the scene. Huh, what the hell is this? Well, I'm gonna sue somebody! <laughs> oh, shit! Shit! And now it's time for City City News with Wiener Waker and Sally Sue, Buddy with Sports <laughs> and Sparky with the Weather. And now, Here's Wiener. Hi, I'm Sally Sue, sitting in for Wiener, who is on assignment. Well, it seems that last night, Night Night made fools of the Cityopolis Police Department. Detectives Wet One and Essence were seen with, were caught with <clears throat> their pants literally down. <laughs> also reported were record cases of severe itching rashes on the officers and residents near Carbuncle Chemical. During the fire, the Citizens for Clean Air and Water Group were preparing to sue Carbuncle Chemical for environmental damages. However, recent reports have shown that Night Night's itching bomb was to blame for the peculiar rash. But the strange green rash had been appearing long Bradley. before Night Night had appeared. Bradley! Oh, Bradley, turn that crap off now! Well, if you didn't want to watch it, you shouldn't have turned it on in the first place. God damn it. And always How do I get the police to trust me? Wet one in essence nearly killed me. Hmm. Wet one in essence. Nearly a week later. Charles, Charles, where are you? I called the office, but they said you were out. Uh, I know, honey. Sorry about that, but uh, I- I'm on a new case. We're trying to catch a cat burglar. So, uh, good night, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Oh, who was that? Uh, nobody important. Oh. Crap. Our one, one big flaws are snoring. But unbeknownst to Wet One and Sergeant Essence, right outside their window is Night Night, clinging to the wall, courtesy of his Night Night clutching claws. <laughs> 
It's amazing what one can accomplish with one's phone video. Yes, with this little recording, I'll have essence and wetland in my back pocket. <laughs> of course, I'd hate to think I have to stoop to blackmail. But no, it's for my night-night crusade. So it's okay. Oh, well, I've got enough on weapon. I guess I'll leave and... Oh, some sort of woman in pink breaking into the apartment above me. It must be the cat burglar. Except their outfit looks like some kind of pig outfit. Yeah, well, whatever. This must be my lucky day. I've got the goods on Whitman, and now I shall capture the cat... What, what, uh, the pig burglar? Yeah, well, whatever, I'll capture the burglar. And just a few floors above night-night, we find a woman in a pink pig outfit cutting through the glass of the apartment window. But little does she know, the shadowy figure of night-night is now upon her. Hold right there, criminal. What? No, no, no. Oh. oh, it's only you. For a second there, I thought I was in real trouble. Now I'll just use your silly cape against you. Who are you? I'm the flying pig, and thanks to you, I'm ripping out the city. <laughs> Flipping Night Knight's cape over his head, the flying pig effectively blinds him, and using his utility belt, secures the cape to his head firmly. But in doing so, she inadvertently releases one of his Nighty Night gas grenades. <laughs> what? What's going on? Tell me! Tell me, damn you! I, I, I can't see! Damn, 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 damn! Oh, oh no! Oh, oh. Suddenly, the owner of the apartment comes out of his bedroom, wondering what all the noise is about. Could have sworn I heard something. Oh my god! Who's that? I better call the police! There. Finally free the damn cape! Oh, so she's out cold. Well, that'll teach her to mess with Night Night. Now to see who she really is. <gasps> she, it's, it's Suey Jones. She, uh oh, she must have stolen some of my Night Night stuff the last time we uh, uh got together. Oh boy! Oh, police! Put your hands in the air now, officer. I am Night Night, and this is the cat. Well, the pig burglar, I mean, this is the flying pig, the burglar. I single-handedly took her down. Not that any pathetic female could have been any challenge to me, but nevertheless, here she is. Huh. Yeah, she does match the description we've been getting about that burglar. And that bag of loot lying next to her sure looks suspicious. Yeah, so I guess I'll be going. Oh, no, you ain't right there. For all I know, you're a burglar too, Mr. Night-Night. What? Well, forget it, buddy. Nobody tells Night Night what to do. I'm off. Ah! Oh, God, oh, God. What the hell was I thinking, leaping out of the window like that? Oh, it's a good thing the flying pig's rope was still hanging there. Otherwise, I'd have been splattered all over the street. Oh. Wait, what? Well, no! This cheap piece of shit is breaking on me! That damn pig bitch did it to me again! So, this is it. Damn it. And only yesterday, Smedley washed my underwear with my red shirt. So now my underwear is pink. So now the people at the morgue will have a good laugh at me in pink underwear. No! But Night Night doesn't die. No, his fall is broken by the hotel front door canopy. As he bounces off of it, he then lands on top of a passing limousine. Oh. Hey, what was that? I don't know. Driver! What the hell was that noise? Beats me, Greg. Well, uh, you know, you could drop me off here. Yeah, I don't think so, Trixie. You see, no woman dumps me and gets away with it. But above the Greek's limousine rests the night-night. <laughs> I'm alive. Well, of course I am, being a skilled acrobat. <laughs> Smedley thinks I'm crazy for doing this. Well, if he'd have seen me in action tonight, he'd change that attitude. And beneath night-night... What? What are you gonna do? Nothing. We're just gonna sit tight while my boys set up your apartment in order to frame you for the murder of my wife. You, you killed her, just like you said you would. <laughs> yes, I sure did. Suddenly, Night Night's boot tears through the roof. 
of the Greek's limousine hanging before him. <laughs> oh, shit! I'm stuck! What, what the hell? Whose boot is that? Oh, my God, it's in my nightgown! Quick, drive and step on it! Okay, boss. Suddenly, the Greek's limousine roars into action, speeding down the street, with Night-Night trapped in the clutches of said Greek. What? No, no, no! Ah! Okay, now, now, slam on the brakes! And once the limo comes to a sudden stop, Night Night is sent flying into a nearby alley. <laughs> no, no, no! I'm sick of this! I'll show them! I'll show them all! And minutes later, outside Trixie Turner's apartment. Alright. Is everything ready? Uh, yeah, I guess. So, uh, same time next week, right? <laughs> sure, honey. Huh? Wait a minute. I recognize those two. That's Detectives Wetwin and Essence. Uh, shit, the cops! They better blow them away! Uh, yeah, right, boss. Blow! What luck, Essence? We're catching the Greek red-headed in, in, in something. Yeah, I guess so. You gotta live to tell about it, copper. Looks like they've headed inside that apartment. Any suggestions? We better call for backup. Besides, our aim sucks. Too much champagne. Shit. Let's get out of here. Wait. <coughs> oh, what is she doing? Uh, she's getting up. Uh, my wife's supposed to be dead. Uh, I couldn't go through with it, sir. I, I love her. I gave her some sleeping pills. But uh, I guess they made her just puke. Suddenly, Night Night smashes in through the window, colliding with the Greek's henchman, who had just suddenly turned on him, but now lies unconscious on the floor. Well, surprise yourself, Night Night. You just saved my life, so I guess I owe you. So you get to choose who dies first, you or my shitty wife. <clears throat> oh, love though it pains me to say it. Your wife goes. After all, the city needs me. <laughs> and at that, oh, police! Wet when in essence burst in through the room, guns blazing. And at the same time, the Greek's wife grabs the henchman's gun and fires it at her homicidal husband. Oh, shit! And between the her bullet and the cop's bullet, the Greek is dead before he hits the ground. Oh, good shot. Shut up, you freak. If it weren't for you and your idiot bungling, I wouldn't have had to shoot the fool. What? Well, of all the rude and... Shut up, Night-Night! The gun is still loaded! And later, back in the basement of Club Night, Lyle Richmond, who is in reality Night-Night, sits in his underwear, soaking his feet in a tub of warm water and Epsom salts while watching the TV news. Ralph Tino, also known as the Greek is in critical condition at Cityopolis Memorable Hospital after a gunfight with the police, his wife, and oh yes, get this, Cityopolis' own masked vigilante, Night-Night. Ah, crap. What a day. Oh, well. Might as well check out this footage I've got of Wetwin and Sergeant Essence. Almost lost this little prize in the fight. Hmm, let's see what we got here. Uh, uh, Charles. Uh, oh, what, what? Oops. <laughs> Sorry. I forgot to take my gun off. Hey, that Sergeant S has got quite an ass. Hey, La, La, you in there? Mm, okay, <coughs> no, hang on. Oh, shit. Oh, I can't let <laughs> like this. Again? Well, okay, but you know, I'm kind of into the whipped cream. Uh, yes, Smedley. What is it? Some bitch on the phone wants to talk to you. Smedley. I associate with ladies, not bitches. You do well to remember that. <coughs> Hello, Lyle Richmond here. Yeah, so it's Suey. Well, uh, I don't know any Suey. Suey Jones, you moron. And don't play innocent with me. I know you're night-night. What? <laughs> That's ridiculous. You haven't forgotten our little sex pics already, have you? Well, when you got drunk and passed out on my floor, I pulled your mask off and took some more pics. So you'd better come down here and bail me out. Or I'll tell the police who you really are. But... But, but that's blackmail. You got it, baby. Oh, no. Is Night-Night a victim of blackmail as he's already plotting to blackmail two detectives of Cityopolis Police Department? Find out in the next exciting chapter of Night-Night, the early years.
This has been a Nails In production. The Night Night theme song is performed by Alistair White and his lovely wife, Heather. Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Say, gang, want to help out your old pal, Mr. Nelson? Well, you can. Of course, you've heard my ads for my Society6 store and my Selfie store of all those hilarious little videos. Yes, 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 yes. Well, now there's another store uh, similar to the Society6 store, but some products are a little bit cheaper. And there's a few more, including the Mr. Nelson hat, Mr. Nelson t-shirts, several kinds of t-shirts, even the value t-shirt. And it's all at the Mr. Nelson store, courtesy of Zazzle.com. That's Zazzle.com slash the underscore M-R underscore N-A-I-L-S-I-N underscore store. (laughs) Yes, it's just that simple. So head over to the Mr. Nelson store and select some sort of apparel you can have. Yes, all different kinds of shirts, some of which are shirts that uh, represent some of the movies I did at my self store. Uh, some even represent the Bob Levy show. And for the ladies, yes, some little undergarments with my face on them. <laughs> oh, yes. Ah, bumper stickers, posters, little buttons and pins, all that good stuff, and plenty of other kinds of shirts. Yes, and of course, like I mentioned, the value shirt at $14.95. It's a steal. Mm-hmm, yes. So head over to the Mr. Nelson store. Zazzle.com slash the Mr. Nelson store. That's the underscore Mr. underscore Nelson underscore store. And by Mr., I just mean MR. Yes, 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 yes. It's just that simple. Yes, yes. So, please, uh, Help me out, won't you? Thanks! Next time on My Brother's Keeper. <laughs> no, man, I'm telling you, I saw it on YouTube. The Earth is flat. I mean, if you're going to believe it's some round planet floating around in space, <laughs> next thing you're going to be telling me that Star Wars was a true story. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, uh. Damn you. Why the hell is my computer keyboard all sticky? Oh, oh, uh... And why is my browser history got all them porn sites on it? Oh, well, uh... And how come my office chair's got a sweaty butt print on it? Yeah, I try to defend Daryl sometimes, but some of these things, you just can't. Now, I don't care what he does with his phone, but you don't put your sweaty ass in my chair! Oh, well, uh, uh... Shut up! Just answer me this. Did you pleasure yourself using my computer? Uh, answer me, damn it. Did you pleasure yourself on my computer? Uh, <laughs> yes, I did. God, damn it. God, what do we do with you? That's next time on My Brother's Keeper on TLC. All right, and now it's time for an old classic radio episode of The Shadow. And this particular episode is called The Man Who Murdered Time. Yes, and it takes place on New Year's Eve. Well, not this New Year's Eve. This would have been back in, I don't know, the 40s, I think. I forget. I should have done the research, but I'm lazy. Anyway, here it is. The Shadow and the Man Who Murdered Time.
waiting for the first act of the Shadow's latest adventure to begin, I'd like to ask every motorist to do this. Take a ride on the new Goodrich Safety Silvertown tire. See for yourself how it grips wet, slippery roads like you never felt a tire grip before. That's because the amazing Silvertown Lifesaver tread acts like a battery of windshield wipers. Sweeps wet roads so dry you can light a match on its track. For the quickest non-skid stops you've ever had, equip your car with Goodrich Silvertown tires. The Shadow, mysterious character who aids those in distress and helps the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the unseen voice belongs. The only one who knows the true identity of that master of other people's minds, the shadow. Today's story, The Man Who Murdered Time. Mr. Cranston, on behalf of all the employees of the club, I wish to thank you for your generous New Year's gift to the personnel. It's quite all right, Stuart. Happy New Year. The same to you, sir. And may I thank you, too, Mr. Hughes, for your gift. You're very welcome, Stuart. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, too. I wish I could have made it more, Cranston, but it hasn't been a terribly good year for me. Well, I'm sorry to hear it, Hughes. Oh, by the way, how is Mrs. Hughes feeling these days? Poorly. Well, the doctors at sanitarium say she may pull out of it next year. That's why I'm looking forward to the New Year so eagerly. Well, use it, sir. If there's anything I can do in the way of financial assistance... Thanks, old man, but it won't be necessary. I expect to be out of debt very shortly. Business improving? No, a trust fund is coming due in two weeks. Inheritance from my Uncle Matthew, you know. Well, I'm delighted to hear it, Hughes. Well, only eight hours to a brand new year and new hope for all of us. Amen to that. You're coming to my New Year's Eve party tonight, aren't you? Oh, I meant to tell you, Cranston. uh, I'll be late. I got a call this morning from a second cousin of mine. Wants me to come to see him this evening. Brilliant scientist, but I suspect he's losing his mind. Oh? Know what he claims to have invented? A time machine. A a time machine? Yes. Fantastic, isn't it? Come, Hughes. Is anything really fantastic in the modern world of science? Thirty years ago, the notion that a human voice could circle the Earth without the aid of wires would have been called not only fantastic, but impossible. Radio, electric light... Airplanes, all were called fantastic in their time, but today they're accepted facts. Why not the time machine? Well, I'm from Missouri. Anyway, I'm really going to see my cousin, not because of his alleged invention, but, well, because he's dying. Oh, that's too bad. Yes, the poor chap's got an incurable heart condition. He told me his doctors don't give him more than a few days to live. Well... I've got to be off. And see you tonight, then, Hughes. Only a miracle will keep me away, Cranston. A miracle like like the time machine. <laughs> oh, here, Willis. Drink this water. There. Feel better now? Yes. Yes, better, Hughes. Perhaps you'd better get into bed, Willard. Uh, Frankly, I, I didn't expect to find you up and about, dressed to kill. Dressed to kill. Very good. Such an apt phrase. Well, why not? This is probably the last day of my life. Well, I'm sure it's not as bad as all that, Willard. If you take care of yourself. Come, come, use. I'll never see the new year. That's what you're really thinking. Know what I've done today? What, Willard? The things I've wanted to do all my life. Packed them all into this one long, glorious day. I've smoked $2 cigars, eaten the finest foods, bought thousands of dollars worth of completely useless things just for the fun of indulging myself. Well, <laughs> that I'm broke? I am. Then how did you... Borrowed, dear cousin. Spent other people's money, incurred enormous debts. <laughs> Payable next year. Next year, which will never come. I'm sorry, Willard. Oh, what are you sorry about? I'm not. Matter of fact, I've just begun to celebrate. And you must join me, Hughes. Absolutely insist. I bought a marvelous sherry today, a rare vintage. You rang, sir? Really? Uh, well, you needn't bother. The sherry, John. Yes, sir. I have it here, sir. Fine, fine. Put it on the table. Shall I pour, sir? No, I'll do it myself. That's all, John. Very good. Hey, you are yours. Drink hearty. Thank you. How do you like it? Nectar. Ambrosia, huh? It has a peculiar flavor, hasn't it? Oh, it'll grow on you. Finish it, yours. Drink 
To my last day on earth. Oh, no, no, Willard. Not to that. To my last day on earth. And yours, my dear cousin. To my last day? Hughes, I told you that today I meant to satisfy every ambition I ever had. Well, I've left for the last my greatest ambition of all. To kill you. To kill me? What? Well, you're joking. Think so, Hughes? But, but why? What have I ever done to you? What haven't you done to me? You've been a bone in my throat ever since we were boys together. I believe you're, you're really if serious. If it hadn't been for you, I'd have been Uncle Matthew's fair-haired boy, his favorite, his pet. He would have raised me in luxury instead of you. You quarreled with him. You were he a... He would have left me his money, not you, you Judas. You had everything while I starved, scraped, suffered. I brooded over that, my fine cousin, a whole lifetime. And now, this wonderful day, this last day of the year, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you not once, but a thousand times. You see that machine in the corner? I see, Willard. Calm down. That's my time machine. Your, your time machine, yes, yes. I remember your saying... You know what this machine can do? It can prevent the future from happening. <laughs> the future from happening? Oh, now, now, look, Willard, look. Let me call your physician. I'll be Let a fool. Me... I'm as you are. That's a scientific machine, not a madman's toy. Do you know how it works? Well, of course not. I'll explain it in simple terms. Use... What is time? Why, time is... Time Time is like a railroad track. A straight railroad track used, and the world is a train running along that track. On the track behind us lies yesterday, December 30th. The day we're traveling along that section of track we call December 31st. And at midnight tonight, the train, you, I, the whole universe, is scheduled to plunge straight ahead into January 1st of the new year. You follow me so far, you? Yes, what has this to do with your so-called time machine? Just this. By using a revolutionary principle of physics, my own discovery, my machine bends the straight track of time, curves it, curves it, so that the time track forms a perfect circle. <laughs> you fool, it's a scientific fact. I've done it. Oh, mad, I say, mad. Listen to me, Hughes. At midnight tonight, when I turn on the switch, time will instantly be curved back on itself, so that instead of continuing into January 1st, We'll go back 24 hours. We'll live December 31st over again and again and again like a phonograph needle caught in a groove. Do you to believe that this day will never end? That you can make December 31st repeat itself forever? <laughs> laugh, you fool. <laughs> you won't laugh long. Today I've been especially careful to make it the fullest, happiest day of my life because I'm going to live this wonderful day forever. I'll catch time in that groove and hold it there. The future will never come. I'll never have to pay my debts. Despite my bad heart, I'll never die. Well, I'll have to be as insane as you to believe that. Would you like a demonstration? Bring the farce out to the end, are you? Well, go ahead. Demonstrate. That's the proper scientific spirit, use. I'll set the machine to affect merely this house and ourselves. What incident of the last half hour do you want me to make repeat itself? Choose. Oh, the butler and the sheriff. John and the sherry, eh? Very good. And I want you to bear in mind... That just as time will be repeated here in this room for the next few moments, so can I repeat time throughout the whole world, not once, but again and again. Now, let me adjust my machine. There. Now to close the circuit. Really, Willard? Uh, Sherry, John. Yes, sir. I have it here, sir. Fine, fine. Put it on the table. Shall I pour, sir? No, I'll do it myself. That's all, John. Very good. There. The automatic circuit cut us off, and we're back in ordinary time again. Convinced, Hughes? It can't be. It's impossible. It's a trick. A dream. A nightmare. You'll be saying that for all eternity. I'm getting out of here. Are you, cousin? Try it if you can. I can't. I'm paralyzed. I, I can't get out of this chair. You feel pain now, don't you, you? Yes. Yes, horrible pain. You shouldn't have drunk the sherry, you. 
Your glass contained a slow poison, you see. No! No, help! Help! There's an antidote on the table. You see that little green bottle you just beyond the reach of your fingers? Isn't it ironic? If you could only move your arm five inches. Try. Oh, you can't. Dear me, how very, very sad. All you can do is look at the antidote while you die in agony. Please, please, will it help me? Help me! I don't want to die! Just a little while now, cousin, a little while. It's almost midnight. You'll die just before midnight. And then I'll turn on my machine. Set it to affect the whole world forever. And time all over the world will snap back 24 hours. Everybody in the world will live December 31st over again and again, forever and ever. <laughs> you too, you. No, no. You'll visit me again. Drink the poison cherry again. Die again. Live again. Die again. Oh, the party of yours is the loveliest New Year's Eve party I ever attended. Margo, you danced beautifully. <laughs> Thanks, Lamont. I wonder what's happened to you. You said he'd be late. But I didn't... Hold it, everybody. with you, but it, it's not the party, the, the New Year's Eve party in your apartment. How could that be? I, I don't know, Margot. What, what was that awful crash? I don't know. But look around you, Margot. We're dancing in the Honolulu Club. But we were dancing in the Honolulu Club right here last night. Last night at midnight. I, I mean, 24 hours ago. Oh, I, I don't know what I mean. Keep dancing with me, Margot. I've got to figure this out. Seems like a dream. Yet... That's it, Lamont. It's a dream. I dreamed through the whole day, December 31st, right up to midnight. Then that crash, and I woke up here in the Honolulu Club. Margot, it wasn't a dream, I tell you. Then what was it, Lamont? I don't know. I don't know. But something's gone wrong, Margot. Something's gone wrong with the whole world. But everything seems all right, Lamont. Margot, hold on to me. Don't let go. Let's walk back to our table. But all right, but... I don't understand. Keep holding on. Margot, do you remember last night, just about this time as we were dancing, a waiter accidentally dropped a whole tray full of dishes? Well, yes, that, that's so, Lamont. <coughs> Lamont, it's happened. He dropped it just as he did last night. Yes. I see it all now, Margot. We actually lived through December 31st. We, everybody, the whole world. But just as the last stroke of midnight came... Something happened to time. Time? Yes. Time snapped back 24 hours. Instead of going on to January 1st, the world went back to the first moment of December 31st. But nobody else seems to realize what's happened. Yes, that is strange. Apparently everybody's forgotten that they lived through the last day of the year. Why do we remember? Margot, I believe that the same power that makes me invisible to others has something to do with this. What do you mean, Lamont? Years ago in India... I was studying with the yogi priests. I developed my powers of concentration, my power of will, to such an extent that apparently this accident of time doesn't affect me. How long I'll be able to fight against it, I don't know. But I haven't your power, Lamont. Why do I remember, too? Margot, because at the instant time flashed back, you happened to be dancing with me. You were in my arms, within the aura of my will, my influence. No. Just so long as you're touching me, you'll remember, too. Oh, Lamont, I can't believe it. I can't. Well, then try it. Let go of me. Go on, let go, Margo. Well, all right. You're right, Lamont. You remember the Higgins, don't you? Margo. Yes, that's the family. Margo, well, they're very Margo, anxious that me. you and I go south Margo. of the beach. You... What am I saying? What's happened? Oh, Lamont, you're holding me again. Margo, the instant you let go of me, you said exactly what you said 24 hours before. When I grabbed you, you snapped back. Free of the new time spell. Then it's true. 
Oh, Lamont, I'm afraid. Don't let go of me. Steady, Margot. Oh, but it's horrible. People will go on living through December 31st to eternity, never knowing, never realizing. Lamont, there'll never be a new year. You're absolutely right. Unless this can be stopped. But how can anyone stop it? Nothing human could have caused a thing like this to happen. I'm not so sure, Margot. News told me that a cousin of his, a brilliant scientist, claimed to have invented a time machine. That cousin of yours may be responsible for what's happened to time. But who is this man? Where did he live? You just didn't say. I'll have to find him some way. And when I do, Margot, it'll be as the shadow. Perhaps the shadow will be able to switch time back to normal. Bring the new year to a world doomed to live a day which never ends. Margo, keep holding on to me. I will, Lamont. We can walk. My apartment isn't far. Oh, why don't you let me come with you? No, Margo. This is the shadow's job. Maybe dangerous. I want you to be safe. Safe in a world gone mad? Oh. Come watch yourself. The streets are slippery with ice. Here. Hold on to me more tightly. Right. We'll cross here. Yes, Margot. And it'll happen all over again every 24 hours from now until doomsday. Oh, it's frightening. Look at that woman over and over. Unless I can put time back on its track, Margot. I must. But sorry. Oh, look at that poor Margo. man shivering in the doorway there. He hasn't even an overcoat. He looks hungry, poor devil. Margot, remember last night? In a moment, he'll step out of that doorway and ask me for a dime. Excuse me, mister. Could you give me a dime for a cup of coffee? I'm so cold, I'm freezing. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Mr. There's one thing I'm glad of, Lamont. He doesn't know. He doesn't know he's doomed to shiver and freeze and starve like that forever. And millions like him. Millions of unfortunate shivering and starving all over the world tonight. That machine. I must find that machine. Here we are, Margot. Don't bother to take me up. There's so much for you to do. So much, Lamont. The doorman will let me in. It's exactly the same time we got home last night. Good evening, Miss Lane. Bad night, ain't it? Hurry, Lamont. Find Hughes's cousin. Since time's repeating himself. Well, I always say when... Hughes will meet me in the afternoon at my club. Just as he met me yesterday. We'll talk as we talk then. Perhaps he'd be able to tell me... Lamont, what's the matter? You're so pale suddenly. It's funny, I... I felt weak just then. As if my strength, the strength of my will were fading away. Could it be that Not I too... You mustn't. You've got to be strong. The world needs your strength. Yeah, Let go of me, Margot. All right. You're draining my power. My strength away. Let go. The wind is very fighting, Miss Lane. Yes, it is. Fred, will you take me up to my apartment? Please? Yes, sure, Miss Gone. Safe upstairs. Goodbye, Margot. Until tomorrow... Tomorrow, Heba comes. Mr. Crank, on behalf of all the employees of the club, I wish to thank you for your generous Stuart, New Year's gift to the club. Listen to me. Can't you hear? Don't you understand what I'm saying, saying to you? And may I thank you, too, Mr. Hughes, for your gift. You're Stuart. welcome, Stuart. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Stuart, stop. I wish I could have made it more, Cranston, but it hasn't been a terribly good year for Hughes, me. let me take your hand. You're merely repeating what you said 24 hours ago. Poorly, don't listen to me. The face you made for out of it. Who is your cousin? That's why Who I'm is he? Who does he live New Year so eagerly? Oh, hopeless. He's not attuned to my will. I'll have to follow him. Make him lead me to this cousin of his. Expect to the be out of death very shortly. I must concentrate. My willpower seems to be failing. I must hold on until Hughes visits his cousin. Convince Hughes? Can't be. It's impossible, Willard. It's a trick, a dream, a nightmare. You'll be saying that for all eternity. I'm getting out of here. Are you, cousin? Try to, if you can. I can't. I can't. I'm paralyzed. I can't get out of this 
chair. Hughes, you can. You You're not paralyzed. Now, yes. don't you, Hughes? Yes, horrible pain. Hughes, there is no pain. You shouldn't have drunk. Hughes, hear me. Your glass is seen to slow poison. No, no, help, help. I have helped you, Hughes. You are not poisoned. I substituted this antidote for the poison that the glass of sherry will have handed you. You are not poisoned, I tell you. Exert your will, refuse to mind. Try to get out of that chair. Happy New Year. New Year? Yes, yes. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, you. Happy New Year. As a matter of fact, Lamont, it seems to me I had a dream, too. The strangest sort of dream. Perhaps you did, Margot. Well, anyway, Happy New Year, Lamont. Happy New Year. copyrighted by The Shadow Magazine. All the characters and all the places named are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental.
The Shadow Magazine is now on sale at your local newsstand. The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The Shadow knows. <laughs> And that was the shadow, of course. Yes, that Pulp Fiction character that inspired Batman. Uh, well, of course, the Shadow magazine is no longer published. Uh, sorry about that, but uh, it was back then. Huh? Yeah, you know, the thing about the shadow is uh, whenever he turns himself invisible, his voice changes to where it sounds like he's uh, talking through a shitty phone. But uh, whenever I turn invisible, it doesn't happen. I mean, here, I'll demonstrate. I'll, I'll turn invisible right now. Okay, here we go. There, see? I sound exactly the same. Um, well, huh. what do you know? Uh, now I sound like a crappy phone. Uh, hmm. Well, <laughs> I take it back. Story's totally true. Boy, um, now how do I turn myself visible again? Um, uh... Well, I'm sure I'll figure it out. And when I do, you're going to want to be able to hear my voice in the perfect crisp clarity that your ears will fall in love with. Yes, yes, and the one way you can do that is to head over to our good friends at tweakedaudio.com and buy yourself some new headphones. Yes, yes. And when you do, you can use the discount code. Mr. Nelson. Yes, it's all one word. M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple. And once you do at the checkout, you'll receive a 33% discount. That's right. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to our good pals at tweakedaudio.com and get yourself some cool new earbuds. Yeah. All right. So, Happy New Year, everybody. Uh... I have a feeling that 2017 will be a hilarious year, <laughs> one way or another, <laughs> and uh, we can all experience it together when you tune in to further episodes of The Mr. Nelson Show and other shows provided here by RadioMisfits.com. Yes, 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 that's right. You can hear me on The Bob Levy Show. Yes, there'll be new episodes of those, and of course, the latest entry of RadioMisfits.com. The Rob Saul Show. So, there you go. There's plenty of Nelson to go around. And so, let's all enjoy it together. See you then. Good night, everybody. gentlemen, I am officially running 
for President of the United States, and we are going to make our country great again.